Hello and welcome everybody back to this revolutionary life. I'm Jen. And I am Ken. And uh, like you said, thank you for tuning in. And today we are going to be talking about step one in the long form change process, which to us here at the Holistic Revolution uh, would be addressing core values. Yeah, so this is going to be a little bit of a reach out if you will from last week um we were talking about holistic health and what that means to us and how that relates to our our particular facility and core values was number one so we wanted to dig a little deeper into that today and by no means does the first thing you got to understand i think as i was going to say by no means is this easy so core core values is not a it's not a topic goal setting whatever under the umbrella of core values that we're talking we're going to talk about today. These aren't easy questions to ask sometimes. Sure. And they don't come with easy answers. So this process, the process for this step, takes a while. It's not like, say, when we get to our talk on nutrition, and you say. Uh, I'm going to stop eating stuff that comes in packages. And you probably are going to see an immediate benefit from that. Or I'm going to okay. drink. I'm going to drink more water. And you instantly see an a pretty immediate benefit from drinking more water, more energy, bathroom, blah 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 blah. Okay. With core values, the thing that discourages people is because in discovering and investigating more into their own lives and what they want out of their lives is that it t it's a process that takes time. And we know here in America, time is one thing that no one seems to have. Yeah, and core values also seems to be the hardest hurdle, right? The hardest to start, the hardest to stay consistent with. I would say. Well, I think from the from the first from the first thing with that is because people we've been conditioned in in I th I think from my perspective and again these are perspectives from Ken and Jen. This isn't perspectives from your aunt. This isn't perspectives from somebody on television. No, these are our perspectives. From my perspective, the first one of the first things that makes it hard is because people in our society are conditioned not to not think of themselves from like a charitable perspective, like a put others first perspective. Okay. But just not think of themselves, not think of what they want and things that they want to do from a perspective of like, um, like who cares? Like who cares what you want kind of thing. Like, oh yeah, I know, I know you want to be a painter, but you can't make any money doing that. You need to go be an accountant. Like, you know, you're not, people aren't, people aren't taught. We don't, we don't raise our children in school. We batter them with tests and things to tell them that they should go be uh, an insurance salesman. There's no test for like sports or creative things or any of these other, that, that's going to tell someone that. So when you have these natural, your natural inclinations are beaten out, not beaten, but beaten out of you. you. Get what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've had this conversation with you in the past that. You know, um, the people that used to make shoes were cobblers, right? And they were that because 
they were passionate about it or maybe they grew up in a family of cobblers or that was you know their lineage and they grew up and they did that and they were really good at it and it was their life's mission was to be the best you know maybe in their town or in their village or or whatever and we've we've grown so past that that now you know the blacksmith isn't somebody that cultivates their skill from the ground up to be the best that they can all through life it's well what can make me the most money well, yes things that are, what I was just what can what can give me the most benefits yeah what has the best insurance what has the best vacation time yeah it's not passion anymore and i think that's a huge huge problem in the world personally for I think for mental health, I think for happiness, for fulfillment, because people aren't, you know, in my opinion, I don't think people are, they're following their passions and, you know, what they maybe really should be doing, should be doing, want to be sure. doing, would love to be doing, and are really skilled at, sure. you know, maybe naturally or maybe just, again, through that passion you hone that skill a little bit further to where now you're so great at it, but you know, unfortunately maybe the benefits aren't the best or maybe society doesn't look at it as highly regarded or, you know, whatever the case is. And I think that's a big problem. I think you're right. Well, so, and this can be seen in the first, the first overarching question that we always ask everyone is what makes you happy? Yeah. So, so what, what is makes, all this? So what, what does all this have to do with core values? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> what makes you happy? Okay. So because when we're talking inside of the fitness sphere, John Berardi, who's the um, the owner of Precision Nutrition, who we are all certified under yes. uh, at our facility, and he's a great guy and a, he's a swell chap, Canadian fellow. And, yes, okay. he is. And he is, he wrote an article many years ago called The Hidden Cost of Fitness. Okay. And in it, he detailed like the, you know, the, the fitness industry selling of innocuous terms like get shredded, ripped, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then the pictures that go along with them. And then he kind of detailed in the article, the hidden cost of all these things. Like this is how many hours you're going to have to work out. This is how much money you're going to have to spend on food this is what you know what about blah 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 blah. right okay and and that was very interesting and it's the same kind of thing here like what what makes a person happy i can't tell you the amount of 30 40 50 60 year old people that i found myself in front of when i've asked them the question well what makes you happy they they go into the thing yeah. and then they spit out usually especially the younger they are, they spit out the American regurgitated answer of my kids. Yeah, which family, then, yeah, yeah. Which then is, a, which is a, you know, totally false. Go to any Walmart or Target parking lot in the country and you'll see a gaggle of parents screaming at their kids at the top of their lungs. Oh, come on. So, <laughs> yeah, they're not being honest, right? So one thing, we don't know what we're happy and then we don't know why we're or what makes us happy and then secondly, we're not honest. So, the first question, what makes you happy? Because to your point about your to your thing about the jobs is, and I found this true because as you know we work, we we do work a lot. Yes. But I consider it a labor of love because I'm passionate about it, and labors of love 
are not really like work. Yes, it's work, but you love doing it, so it's not it's not viewed that way. I can't remember who the quote's attributed to. It's Abraham Lincoln or Henry Ford, but like find something you're passionate about and you never work a day in your life. Kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I don't and I don't mean to I don't mean to say that your job is what will make you happy, but I mean if we're being honest in the America in the United States of America, you work your entire life to get to a career to work your entire life. So I would think that it should be something that makes you happy and you're yeah. passionate about. But very few people, yes, there are stay at home moms, absolutely. Yes, there are people who choose to, you know, um not have a career or not necessarily work their whole life for a particular career or whatever. And I understand there's, there's always going to be the unicorn, right? There's always going to be the person that doesn't fit into the majority example. And I understand that, but I would like to think that for most, most people in the country, at least in our country, you really pretty much work your entire life to get a job and then work that job for the rest of your life. Yes. That's that's why I come in with yeah, the, no, that's okay. the occupation. But yeah. you're right, absolutely can, it's and, not it's not necessarily an occupation that would make you happy. And so this is why we have a we have again going back to the fitness example, you have a lot of people coming in to facilities all over the country saying, "Well, I want to be 8% body fat. I want to run a marathon. I want to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. With absolutely no thought at all of what it's going to take. Yeah. Like it's just a, it's just a nebulous thing. Like, Oh, I want to, I want to be, I want to, I want to lose a hundred pounds. Okay. Well, well, and I wonder how much of that is again, our culture of immediate well, satisfaction yeah, and, and the, immediate, um, yeah. So this is my, so my point is, so my point is, is that because then here we come, if they miss us, it's, if they come in and see us, and with the first thing that we say to them is to say, well, what would losing 100 pounds do for you? Mm-hmm. And then, and the stupefied, look, what would running a marathon do for you? What would, you know, what would it do for you? And then they say, okay, well, maybe they haven't thought about that at all. Because I can tell you the amount of, the amount of people, and in, when in, in we use this quote a lot, but like, it doesn't do anybody any good. And this is one of the reasons why going back to our very first podcast that the fitness industry and the health sphere is in the state it's in is that you have a lot of people walking around. Maybe they look great. Maybe they're, they're doing their thing, but they get to a point where people come up to me and they go, man, you see Jen? Oh my God. She looks so awesome. Look at her, blah, blah, blah. Oh, thank you. And then this next person <laughs> comes along and goes, yeah, but have you ever talked to her? What an asshole. <laughs> or what yeah. a self-absorbed jerk. Or, oh, yeah. Or, you know, in the whole nine yards. And, and as we talked about in the first podcast, social media has gone to help this. I mean, you know, the, 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 the workout pics and the freaking butt out stuff and the posing and this and that it's all led into this thing right so by coming and deciding and saying okay well i'm gonna sit down and think and like what 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 would truly make me happy what am i passionate about now and that transcends this is why we haven't said well what would make you happy physically 
Well, what would make you happy? Because how many people do you know that have said, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show, damn it. And then they get into it and they realize, wait a second. Yeah. This is a lot more freaking... I basically signed <laughs> this up... This sucks. Yeah. I basically signed up for an eating disorder. This is weird. Uh, the tan, the whole nine yards, it's super expensive. And then you win like a plastic pair of sunglasses that you can get on Venice Beach for 10 bucks. You know, oh, blah, blah, blah. Or like even from my own personal example, yeah, bodybuilding was great till I got to a level where people were like, yeah, you need to take drugs. And I was like, I'm not taking drugs. So guess bodybuilding's done. Yeah. Right? So what's going to make you happy in multiple facets? Where are you at in your life? What challenges are you experiencing? Because the challenges that you are experiencing are windows into what you need to work on. So if you're cha if you're experiencing health challenges, okay? Well, what would what is your idea of health? Right? And so now again, in the United States of America, we don't have very good examples of what healthy is. Okay? No, absolutely. We take health advice from sick people, so that's... Well, again, like you just said, you, you peruse Instagram for, you know, maybe fitness motivation or inspiration, and all you see is a lot of TNA, and you automatically think, well, that person looks really good in a bathing suit or half nude, so I'm going to do exactly what they're doing, and then you come to find out that, you know, their habits aren't exactly healthy, or their core values don't align with yours or whatever the case is. So, you know, comparison is also going to be a huge problem, but absolutely the idea of health, I think is by far skewed. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, you got the health thing. All right. Or maybe it's relationships. How come I can't find, how come, you know, I can't find a person for me or maybe it's job stress. You know, I'm in a dead-end job. I feel just like this this thing is just sucking the life force out of me okay. on a daily basis. You know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is, this that jumping off point is to say, okay, what what would make me happy? What, what, what would that really be? And that requires you to sit down and be quiet and... Kinda, in a quiet space. In a quiet space and think about it. And as you well know, Jennifer, most people, the thing they fear the most is stopping. Yeah. Like we talked about last week, we got a whole host of people in this population who rip and run from 5 o'clock in the morning till midnight and then crash, pass out, and then wake up to do it all over again. And they yeah, drink the eight cups of coffee a day and the blah, 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 the blah, The world's blah. noise helps silence what's going on in your head that you're trying to silence yes or so you don't you don't want to hear or deal with what you your inner you know the inner monologue is trying to tell you so you silence it and how do you do that you you fill your day with noise busy work yeah yeah it's which basically amounts to uh what we call busy work you know, the, the keep, human, my, keep myself going all day long and then I don't have to deal with the human doing not the human being sure 100% so if we want to take a look at core values through the sphere of health and wellness and fitness and and I'm a person that's experiencing health challenges and they've gotten my attention to the point where like okay there's something internally inside of me that 
is understanding that like this isn't right. Like you know that gut feeling like you get when you're like, uh, yeah, you know, like you get around people and you're like, ah, oh, that guy's a weirdo. <laughs> right? He didn't overtly come out and say, hey, listen, my name is Ken and I'm a weirdo. No, he just was like, you felt something, right? Now, again, the equal opposite of that, there are plenty of people in this country and around the world that are super pumped to be on bags of pills. They're super pumpy to go like they do, super pumped to go to, like they get an oil change at the doctor's office and just refill that script, blood pressure for the rest oh, of their it's, life. because it's easy. Cool. It's the easy fix. Sure, but they don't view it, they just view it as that's normal, right? You can see this behavior yeah, everybody's on, on them. Not to Everybody go, does it. Not to go off the cliff, but you can see this behavior starting to emerge with this uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Okay? So, but that's a whole nother podcast. So, something's not right. All right, I don't feel, you know what? I I really don't want to be handcuffed to these, you know, I'm on blood pressure. I'm your average 40-year-old. I'm on blood pressure and cholesterol meds. And I'm overweight. I don't really want to be... Like on these pills, maybe I had somebody close to me in my life have something medically bad happen to them and it jump started me. Like, oh my mm -hmm. God, right? That could be me, whatever, you know, kind of thing. So, which unfortunately is usually what happens. Well, yeah, like, yeah, we call that the pain teacher. It, pain. Sh it shocks you into reality. Yeah, the pain teacher came into your life and said, hey, wake up. And that's usually what we all we do all day long. It's just identify where 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 are the where are the teaching moments coming from from all of these things outside, and then we identify them, and then we help people to work through them. So, like, I need to, I need, I'm I'm not comfortable with this blood pressure and cholesterol thing. I'm not comfortable with being being overweight anymore. Um, you know, blah blah blah. Okay, so then, what would be if that person could 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 imagine it or could look in kind of into themselves and say, well, what would be my ideal state? Yeah, if you're if you're sitting out there and you're listening to us right now and you're saying, you know, I think I'm ready for a change. We at the Holistic Revolution would say step one, core values. So acknowledge you want to change. Right? Yeah, you need to be a willing participant. Yeah, acknowledge Absolutely. that you want to. Not that somebody's pressuring you or somebody tells you to or, you know, the social norm is to or whatever. Acknowledge within yourself you something needs to change. Whether it be you want to lose weight or you want to feel healthy or you, you know, something. You want to find happiness. That... You know, I think that's that's where it should start. That should be step one. Acknowledging you want something to change, yeah, regardless so, of what that something is. Yeah. So first, yeah, it, it, absolutely. So now, okay, well, I'm gonna be forty, and so I imagine myself as being active, and I don't want to be handcuffed to these pills anymore. And you know, I probably could stand to lose some weight. And maybe this is usually where people remember. Maybe they remember a time in their life when they were a certain way. Especially like with guys. If they were an athlete. Like let's say they were an athlete in high school or college. They'll remember like, well, when I was in college and I... And well, I played, not even, not even well, necessarily being an athlete, but just being... Well, just your... using the example. I was I weighed 200 pounds and I could 
run a mile in six minutes, you know, something like that, all right? Yeah. Now, is that possible? Why do we always do that, too? Why do we always go back to, like, when I was in high school, it's like, do you realize, well, like, 15, 16, 17, and 18 years old is such a small piece. Now, you're not even an adult yet, but like yet all of your adult memories all circle back to... Yeah, remember in high school. Remember when we were when we did this in high school. Remember, I was in this physical state in high school. Would you you like, were a child. Would you like me to tell you the answer to that question? Okay, the answer is is because society programs you through through movies like The Breakfast Club and all this other crap from the eighties that this is the best. How many times did you hear that in high school? This is the best time in your life. These are the best years of your life. And we used to If sit... I peaked in high school and those <laughs> were the best years of my life, can you just you're end in, it yeah, now? You're in trouble, yeah. You're in trouble. But why is I that I leave though? high school in eight, at 18 years old. I have easily, eight, hopefully, knock on wood, like 80 to 90, maybe 80 years to go, maybe 70 years to go, depending on my health and longevity. 70 years compared to 18 and those are the best? Well, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. <laughs> to sidebar, I think there's a lot of things that goes into that. I think that that's a cover for things that are happening in school. Like, oh, I just want to tell you, look how much fun you're having. You know? Like, remember when your parents would take you to, like, somewhere where you didn't want to go and then you might like laugh at something and they'd say, oh, see how much fun you're having? See, you thought this was going to suck and yeah. see you're laughing. You know, it's like one of those uh, things and it's preparing. It's funny because I say it to my kids all the time. Yeah, and it's preparing you for like further, like, I don't know, like, yeah. You peaked in high school the so the whole rest of your life is downhill. Mm -hmm. That's so horrible. No wonder everybody's unhappy and sad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they get pushed into doing shit they don't want to do from you have, school. You have no yeah. job, no responsibility. You don't have to pay any bills. And you just get to like have fun and screw around with your friends all the time and like go to parties. <laughs> like, yeah, no kidding. High school is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah, hopefully yeah, yeah. there will be more to come af after that if you set yourself up properly. <laughs> if you fall into the web, then yeah, it is going to suck. You are going to. Yes. But all is not lost. We, you can be just as happy. Look at us. We're just as happy. Yeah, yeah. Like a bunch we're, of high school kids. Yeah. We're at high school. Every day is high school. <laughs> Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's the thing is, is okay. Going back to our example, so the person says they're they're not happy with where they're at. They identify factors where they need to change, and then now this is where maybe they say, "Hey, I'm gonna go talk to Ken and Jen," and then Ken is gonna say, "Okay, all right, person X, I understand that you want to be blah blah blah. Okay, this would make you happy." Okay, what's the, and then now here's where we start to question because by questioning you can and there's many techniques to do this that you can you can further get out a what the real motivations are. Yeah, you got to unpackage the boxes. Yeah, B, it's like those um what's the um the doll Russian the, the, Russian, the Russian doll, yeah, where yeah. like everyone everyone you take off has a smaller one or peeling an onion would be maybe the good American example. Uh, not obscure Russian dolls. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said unwrapping the packages, so... Yeah, peeling back the onion, yeah. okay? All right, so you peel back the onion... Okay, layers. And, and the guy says, and client X says, okay, well, it, uh, you know, I, I want to be able to play with my kids more. Or, you know, I want to be able to go places, and I, I think that me being in better physical condition would, be, would make me more confident. Okay. Or, you know... Okay, so I, your example is I want to play with my kids more. Yeah, I've had or or, or I've had um, 
I want to go and explore and do these things in my life, but I don't feel like I know they're going to require a lot of work and I don't feel like I'm I'm able to do them, right? Because that's the the number one reason and we're going to get into this in 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 talking about sleep and the food and water. The number one reason why people's change processes fail. It doesn't matter if it's getting a new job, relationships, running a marathon, wanting to be a powerlifter, whatever. It doesn't matter. The reason why they 99% of the time they fail is that people run out of energy. So core values are your compass that point you in the direction of where you want to go. You stay in tune and in line with your core values. When, yeah, stay so in when balance, you, when, when you, you... When you have a, not a strict set of core values, but a, a steadfast core values, let's say... Yes. You, you're strong in your acknowledgement yeah. of what makes you happy. It doesn't matter if you fall off the wagon or you have you go on vacation and let the reins off or you know you have a bad week or what whatever the case is. Your core values will always bring you back to center. And, always. And an example of that, very good. You are the example master. Thank you. Well, so I want to give examples. So people, you have constant examples. Yes, I do. And an example of that would be like for us or for myself personally, um, staying up late. So I have, there's core values and core values just aren't like, well, I have core values about core values. Well, no, I have core values about sleep. I have core values about moving. I have core values about food. I have core values about water. I have core values about everything that guide me in my decision-making process. So like Ken has a core value about sleep to where he's, he's in bed by 10 o'clock on like every night, pretty much. I mean, you're being a little generous. No, but it's I mean like, it's closer to nine, but well, okay, whatever. Well, I'm getting older. I know you're, you're, <laughs> you're an adult. So you want to, so it's, you want okay. to, but it's Any, closer anywhere to between nine and 10. Okay. Now, but to be fair, you wake up at four. Well, okay. So but even on. to not be fair, that is my, I feel the best because I have an overarching core value of feeling good and I have done the self work to understand what it means to feel good to me. Not what it means to feel good to Wall Street, not what it means to feel good to my doctor, what it means to feel good to me, okay? So I need to go to bed between nine and 10. If I violate that value, then I usually pay the price. In the form of, I'm exhausted, I can't think clearly, which then by not by being exhausted and not thinking clearly, I can't help clients effectively, I can't perform my job effectively, blah, blah, blah. All that, right? So I use the core value in sleep of going to bed between 9 and 10 o'clock as that guide. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't violate it. Okay, now of course that's... To people outside of that, they're going to say, oh my God, you're missing out on so much fun by staying up till three in the morning and blah, 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 blah. There's so many network TV <laughs> shows you should be watching. Yes, there's so much TV for you to binge on and there's so much of this and oh my God, the bar and blah, blah, blah. And that all rolls into the core values says we don't care about that. Well, stuff. and that would be the thing is to say, well, in that example, because you're going to get, you're going to eventually gain, you're going to get resistance from people. Once you, once you set a foot down and you say, I'm not going to do this anymore, you're going to get resistance. Oh, absolutely. Okay? So then the resistance point becomes, 
or the, 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 the challenge point becomes, okay, this, I, like, Ken knows how Ken feels, so whatever this person who's advocating staying out till two in the morning is whatever their position is, like, I understand and I can see the difference between myself and themselves. Well, misery loves company. And they're, and not even that they're miserable. Maybe they think they're having the time of their life, but I can, I myself, because I am steadfast and my core values can see the difference and that's not really an example that I want to follow. So, yeah, I feel the exact same so way So therefore, with, I don't do it. I feel the exact same way with drinking. For me personally, is drinking a good time? Sure, it can be. Does it taste good? Yeah, absolutely. Depending well, on what on. you depending now. on what you pick, sure, it could. Yeah, absolutely. But for me personally, I don't like the person I become when I drink. I don't like how I feel the next day or even a few hours later. Personally, I I don't like I don't like all of the effects that happen. Yeah, is it fun in the moment? It can be, sure. But I don't, all of the other things that happen for me, I don't like. So for me, I've made the decision that I don't, I would choose to drink water over a beer or over whiskey because I feel better drinking water. I like the result better for me. I like the outcome for me. Yep. Now that's not for you or that's not for, you know, the next person and I'm, and I'm not also going to you know, stand on the, the roof yeah, with a big sign a that says everybody, you know, give up alcohol because it's whatever. I mean, you do you, but at the same time, let me do me. So if I say, I don't want to have, you know, a drink at the family barbecue, I shouldn't be looked down on for that. Just like if you chose to drink diet Pepsi as opposed to regular Pepsi, I wouldn't scoff and balk at you and, you know, whatever. I just, it's a decision that I've made for me and that to your example is sleep. My example is alcohol, but I think it's kind of the same thing where core values for me is what's important for me. I've made that decision for me. So making that decision, I never feel, I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't feel like I am um, somehow, yeah, there's, there's, there's no peer pressure because I don't feel the pressure. I don't, I don't care. Well, and now here's a good example. And in your, and in your, in that drinking thing, Jen, um, to be, uh, open and, and, uh, vulnerable for a second, there was a time when you did engage in that behavior. Absolutely. I was now, a bartender for many years. And now you don't. I was a bartender for many years. And let's and, face it, I drank a lot. Well, and now you don't. And the key example is, is that you now know the difference. You have seen the difference. That's the thing. Well, so, I have felt it and recognized and, it for, again, for myself. So therefore, now you can say, all right, well, I have these values because I experienced this one thing and I come to find out through like life experience and maybe a little bit of introspection and, and then all, and also to seeing other people engage in this behavior and maybe having things not go so hot for them that uh, I decided I'm not going to do this or I decided that my core value around this is going to be 
And it doesn't need to always be the extreme example. Like some people are going to listen to this and go, well, that's extreme. Straight, you're, you're talking straight edge. Oh my God. Okay, well, that could be, you know what? Hey, listen, I'm, I decided that. Uh, well, you know, I can give you another example that's not quite as extreme. I understand that eating copious amounts of meat and protein for myself, I'd rather eat copious amounts of dark greens and vegetables and live a more plant based nutritional lifestyle than maybe say the more keto or paleo side of meat and fat and meat and fat and dairy and all this stuff I mean we'll get into all that stuff definitely at a later date but like just as a separate example like I don't necessarily need to eat nor do I want to eat meat at every meal because I know how I feel when I do and I know how I feel when I don't and I know that my, you know, my, my how my mind works, how my sleep works, how my um, processes in the gym and different things. Like I have made, I have made these uh, distinctions for myself. And again, it's not for everybody. I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and make, um, you know, make anybody follow my path. But well, the best, he, but if alcohol is too strong of a thing because it's well, you just hit. I mean, meat meat is equally as strong. I mean, I don't know. Almost argue meat is equally as strong. So you're 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 swinging, you're heavy hitting uh, this uh, morning. <laughs> but that's okay. I have been told that and I'm extremely a, and polarizing my, well, and I'm extremely uh, passionate and. I'm a little bit hard for people to take. And that's so. my opinion. And that's my, my... I guess sorry, not sorry, but... That's my point, is that it doesn't need to always go to from the all or nothing. Okay? No, absolutely. It, it can go from, hey, listen, I just decided that I don't want to get blackout drunk every time I, I go out. I'm only going to have X. That's a step in the right direction because this is a... This is... Not only is it a multi-layered process, but it's a multi-step process. So... Everybody has experiences in their life where they did things one way, like what I thought of as a early 20-something competing bodybuilder guy was healthy is radically different than what I think as a 39-year-old holistic health practitioner uh, thinks is healthy. But but that 20-something-year-old that can was a stepping stone all the way to get to right now. Yeah, of course. It's, so, it's always that, a, a and journey. And that goes back to what you talked about earlier. Like Muhammad Ali used to say, if you if you if you think the same way at fifty that you did at twenty, you lost you you wasted thirty years. So yeah, it's a it should be a process. The whole the whole deal. Life is a journey. Your your health should be a journey. So if the person, so going back to the example, the person wants to get off blood pressure meds, they want to get off cholesterol meds, blah, blah, blah. Okay. How is that going to make them feel? How are they envisioning themselves? Okay. I think it, I'm going to have more energy and then that's going to translate to this. So you get, you get this whole ball going of what this process is going to do, both positive and could be negative. Because there's decisions to be made. There's always trade-offs and decisions to be made, right? It's like uh, everybody that old thing. Everybody's going to start their diet on Monday, right? Yeah. Or 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 Thanksgiving is not a good time to start a diet, right? 
that wouldn't be the opportune day to start one, okay? So you gotta think about these things and then that's where we come in to say, okay, what do you think about these decisions? What do you, th how do you think they're gonna make you feel? And then working through that and attaching behaviors to the, uh, we'll call it the dream, the overarching goal mm -hmm. that are that are that are goal affirmative. Okay, yeah, you need you need to, if you're not going to be on if you don't want to be on blood pressure and cholesterol meds anymore, you need to start drinking more water. Maybe they don't drink any. You need to start drinking more water, and then they start drinking more water, and then say, and then you come along and say, "Hey, man, how's that making you feel?" Oh, you know, I'm, I you know I do notice that I'm, I have more energy now, and my skin looks different, and so on and so forth. Okay, boom. Now now we locked in a behavior. And then we continue to nurture these things and go and go and go. And then as the journey goes, you know, you had core values, like you just said, around meat. Even as little as two years ago, a year ago, mm -hmm. that you don't have now. Yeah, absolutely. So you just continue. It's a constant evolution of trial and error and what what works for me what doesn't work for me do I try it for a little bit okay maybe I didn't have a great reaction to this or a great reaction to that or maybe I did have a great reaction maybe this really worked or I noticed man I feel really good when I do this so I'm gonna do that more you know and then build on that list small small tiny little changes that build over time into huge changes you know, but what what's the quote? Every every journey starts with one step. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure, and that's and and that's the part about where we're at today and the challenges that we're facing in society today. That um, it's almost like like we said in the beginning. Don't think about it. I just keep going. Ah, you know what? You should just be no. People need to no, stop. Yeah, and wake say, up. Yeah, people need to stop and say, hey, you know what? Admit that this sucks. <laughs> admit, admit not, and or or the, the 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 other thing is admit that this is great. If you're a fan of, hey, you can be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. If you're a fan of, uh, you know, we're in the COVID nineteen era. If you're a fan of being locked down, if you're a fan of, uh, vaccines. If you're a fan of eating garbage food. If you're a fa if you're a fan of all those things, then be a fan of them. But you got to be willing to accept, and understand. As does the other side when when contrarian opinion comes out or you're faced with situations that you got to go, yeah, you know what? Well, and that's that's where, again, your core values come in. If your core values are in line with all of those things, the, you know, having fast food delivered to your front door, sitting on your couch, staying locked down, not getting fresh air, probably not drinking a ton of water, definitely not getting a lot of movement because you're again, locked down in your house, all of those things. If you inherently in your heart, you love those things. Then when somebody comes to you and says, yeah, I got outside and I drank water and I did this and I did that. You a can't really let yourself feel angry at them or guilty that you don't do that. Or, you know, because if those are the things that you truly believe in your heart, then just live it, do it. Yeah, you do you. If if you wanna, you know, if those are if that if that's your deal, then that's your deal. But to the next person who 
doesn't believe in vaccines and doesn't want to be locked down in their house and doesn't want to eat processed junk food delivered to their front door and wants to have clean water, maybe, um, you know, get outside and breathe fresh air, you know, and that's in line with who they are and their core values, then, you know, then again, the person that's sitting on their couch shouldn't affect them. Yes. And that, and that is, and, and that's a huge deal. So that, that person who's affected by those things, I was going to add one example of, of course, not, of course you were not turning their home into their new office. That's another huge problem that is on the horizon is that there, there now is no downtime because now your work is your, your, your home is your work. So now you can never escape work. It's just like how maybe, well, it's a huge problem if you're not passionate about what you're doing. Maybe, well, yes, like how uh, older people don't understand the challenges that younger people face in school with like bullying. Let's just give an example. Okay. Like how, you know, yeah, I got bullied in school, but then I got to go home. Well, these kids nowadays, the bullying is 24 hours a day via school, and then they get home from school, and now it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook, it's on TikTok, it's on Snapchat, it's on yeah. da -da 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 -da, to where. They can never escape. It's 24 hours a day. So that's the next problem that is on the horizon for the United States is the fact that now um, people are going to be working literally 24 hours a day because their work, their job or whatever can always get a hold of them. And the sacred space that is your home, mm -hmm. your home is your castle, right? That has now been invaded by... Um, your boss. Right? Well, I think you're seeing a lot of that with just the influx of internet and phones and computers and laptops. And There's no off internet. time. There's yeah. no off time, yeah. anyways. So, but. so if so if you're the person that says, you know what, I'm not down with any of this stuff, then you are going to be pushed in a direction to where you have to make a decision. You will end up having to make a decision, and either you you can either make it willingly or you'll be forced. You can make it willingly and say, you know what, I'm not really, maybe you work for a company who's doing some things that are unethical and you hold yourself to the opinion that, you know what, you're a pretty, uh, you're a pretty ethical person or I don't like to lie and you're getting told, you know, hey, you know what, just tell this person, just tell so-and-so this, I'm mm -hmm. here. okay? Well, eventually that's going to come to a head. And either you're going to go, you know what, I can't be a part of this anymore and I got to make a move. Or you're going to continue to acquiesce to this garbage behavior. And it's going to push you further and further away from who you really are. And then now you're going to start to experience all the challenges that come with that. So this is where understanding core values and having a set of morals, ethics, principles, whatever you want to call them will help you in that compass example mm -hmm. to to guide you through your life mm -hmm. and the more developed they are the easier it is the easier it is to make decisions because people say oh man can you like in your alcohol thing or my sleep thing oh man you just don't know what you're missing out on well no i really don't know what i am missing out on because the decision is kind of semi-made for me well, or yes i do know what i'm missing out on and i don't and miss i know it. I, I don't, yes exactly I don't. so so whatever you whatever your your objectives are 
whatever you're sitting at home thinking, you know what, it'd be really cool if I could do A, B, C, okay? How are you going to be able to do that? And if it's, and if it's a matter of maybe not knowing where to get started, maybe it's a thing of, uh, hey, I'm scared. Because this is, this is not, as we said in the beginning, this is not easy. It's not easy to go to, to depending on who you're around, go against the grain. No, I think this, this step, in my opinion, is by far the hardest step. Being honest with yourself, listening to that inner voice, getting your inner compass in line, and then following it, regardless of outside interactions and outside um, noise, I think this is this is absolutely the hardest piece. But I would also argue that if you can get this piece down, everything else is easy and everything else will fall into place for you pretty pretty quickly. I would agree. I think I think that I think you hit the nail on the head with that. But, and I can unequivocally say that the clients that we work with that are able to develop clearly defined core values, goals, they have a dream that they're working toward, they have an ideal sense of self and where they want to be in their life and what that includes and what it does not include, they are far, far, far more successful than people who kind of, I don't know, go with the wind, yeah, uh, wherever the wind it. takes them and they wing in and you know, one day they want to, you know, be a, compete in something and then the next day they want to go and do this and they're all over the place. And they, and they eventually run out, like I said, run out of energy and the, pe mm -hmm. the people who can sustain their energy the longest and who can balance it and manage it win. And that goes for all f the next, all four of these. So core, va core values, sleep, nutrition, and movement. Out of balance in movement, too tired, too sore. Maybe the workouts aren't hard enough. Where yeah, is we'll it? we'll talk. We'll get all, we'll into talk all that about each individual piece in the in the next coming weeks separately, so that we can dig into them. Obviously, we're already forty five minutes in. We could go on for hours on these things. Um, if anybody has any questions, please let us know. If anybody has specifics um ask us we will we will do our best to give you answers yeah start thinking about start thinking about your purpose and your ideal self and what your dreams are and then get down on a piece of paper how you're going to make those things start to happen yeah i challenge everybody i challenge everybody to sit down in a quiet space take some time whether it's you know, before your day starts or before your day ends, or if you're in the shower or, you know, maybe you're making dinner and you're home alone or whatever, turn all the noise off, all the podcasts, the TV, the music, the everything. Not this podcast though. Yeah. Even this one. <laughs> turn everything off, right? Okay. Sit in, sit in some quiet with yourself and, you know, think about what do you want out of life? What what does happiness mean to you? 
Maybe where, where do you want to see yourself in a few years or in 10 years or in 20 years? Or what do you want to see for your life? Think about that, you know, marinate in it, ruminate on it. Write it down if you want. If you don't, if you're not comfortable writing it down because you don't want somebody to see it, maybe that's part of a problem that needs to also be meditated on. Why are why are my feelings embarrassing yeah. or challenging or don't, I don't I don't want my spouse to know that I'm not happy or whatever the case is. Don't be afraid of the answers. Don't be afraid of the answers. Sit with it. Think about it. You know, get your compass realigned for yourself. And again, do it for yourself, not for what society will say or what your family will say or what your friends will say or anything. And, and you know, I think the answers will, I think they'll surprise you. I think so too. And I think that that's why uh, the, the overwhelming predominant programming via the media and television and movies and music in this country is one way because it's... When people finally do sit down the way and, start, of and start to realize what and really investigate what they want out of their life, they'll find out probably that it's far different than A, what they're being told on TV, yeah. and B, uh, what they're currently doing. And that kind of throws uh, water on the keyboard yeah. of the and system. I, and I'd be interested to know if anybody out there does does actually do this. How do you feel? Do you feel enlightened when you're done? Do you feel motivated? Do you feel a recharge of energy and, and inspiration? And like you get shot out of a cannon? Like do you feel great? Or does sitting there and doing this, maybe this little challenge, how does it make you feel? Do you, do you end up feeling like crummy? Or do you feel excellent? And I'd be willing to bet that if you do it to the, you know, you really do it a hundred percent. You put your all into it. I'd be willing to bet you're going to come out of this feeling pretty freaking energized and motivated to make some changes or maybe not to make changes at all. Maybe to keep going in the direction you're going, but at least you're going to feel really good about it. Okay. So with all that being said, uh, now that we kind of have the a surface level discussion of core values out of the way what is up for next week which topic are we going to talk about next week well next week we'll just go directly in order so next week will be number two which is sleep, sleep. and we will get into a little bit more um i think a little bit a little bit deeper about what we mean with sleep how you can regulate your sleep how sleep helps you and doesn't help you and how it can keep you on this path now that we have our compass aligned and we are on a path and we were moving through the path how can how can sleep as a recovery agent help us progress on that path yep, to fulfill those dreams right <laughs> but um <laughs> yep so so that is it for today thank you for tuning in we greatly appreciate it uh, I am Ken I am Jen and I just want to say thank you so much for coming back if you stuck with us this long I really appreciate it if you can spread the word of this revolutionary life to anybody you think would benefit from it who might like it who you know I don't know might hate on it I don't know yeah, yeah. anybody who who can benefit from it pass it along, spread the word, 
It helps to get the message out there. The more you spread it, it helps. And um, I think that's it from a very, very sunny, only 65 degree Detroit, Michigan today. Yeah, we will. Uh, we're going to enjoy fun in the sun and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you.